Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. So Jason, welcome to Something Super Spiritual, everybody. This is Jason Tempinski. He is an amazing, you are an amazing lots of things. I love the work that you do. So Jason is a, a QHHT practitioner, quantum healing hypnosis therapy. Technique. Uh, yeah. Quantum yeah. healing hypnosis technique. So Jason specializes in past life regression and really helping us delve deeply into where we were in the past and what we brought forth from the past. Maybe we're struggling with health issues or challenges, maybe the same struggles pattern throughout life. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's whatever, but maybe we brought this in from a past life to finally work through it. Right. Is that right, Jason? Right. Absolutely. So, the quantum healing hypnosis was developed by Dolores Cannon, and I absolutely adore her. I've been watching her for, it seems like almost 20 years. And and I still, I still watch all of her YouTubes. You know, I just can't, I can't get enough. So I absolutely love your path. And yeah, let us know a little bit how you ended up here in this world with Dolores. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I could talk about it <laughs> for a while, <clears throat> but to keep it brief, I, 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 I grew up very spiritual and my mom, like my family has abilities. And even when I was like in my twenties, I was going to go to college for communications and advertising. And I took an elective in philosophy and that just like, it was like, yeah. mind-blowing and it was the type of thing where i was always the high achiever in high school and but then this was the first time i ever really thought about myself and that the world isn't how we necessarily are taught and everything like that i really didn't know what i was going to do with it but i majored in philosophy and my dad wasn't too happy about that but it was fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i just i really got into that world of religions and questioning and everything else and then i got kind of sidetracked i was working in napa and so i got into wine and food and then i came back to it and i got a grad my grad degree and i was still working in restaurants and i really didn't know i could go to law but that was kind of i felt like it was the dark side sure. <laughs> anyway i I got tired of restaurants and then I started, I decided I wanted to be a teacher. So I became a high school teacher and I taught English and philosophy for five or six years in LA. And then I went to this retreat and it was kind of a spiritual retreat. It was four weeks, no television, no cell phone, no nothing. Wow. Meeting with like shaman and a Buddhist monk and all these different people. And it just, it really, it brought me back to my twenties and I decided I was going to do counseling because I really liked, I liked teaching, but I liked working with students more one-on-one -on -one in terms of their personal lives. And so sure. 
we started doing that, but then it was like this, it was a grad program and, and, and clinical mental health counseling. And there's just aspects of it that I just, I, it didn't talk about spirituality and yeah, they recognize that spirituality is part of mental and physical wellness, but they, that's something that no one really talks about because it's kind of controversial and people might think that you're trying to convert them, but it's so such an essential part of our wellness or spiritual beings. How could we not yeah. be counting about spirituality? So right. I was a project and after about three years, I was becoming very vocal about how to integrate spirituality into traditional counseling. And I just, I've kind of, I guess Dolores found me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so to speak. And I actually, I, I, I grew up in Las Vegas around Area 51. So I always had this weird fascination and terror around aliens. I had an yeah. uncle that used to send me books with hypnosis, ironically, when I was a kid and I didn't sleep much when I was around 10 or 11, just because I was so terrified. Um, but then I, I saw she had the book, The Custodians, and I downloaded it on Audible, and I was going to put it to the side to just as kind of just for fun reading to get away from counseling. And it was nothing like I expected. It was connecting. It wasn't the, you know, grab your children and run type thing. It was just connecting the universe and extraterrestrials and lifetimes and ghosts and spirituality and I couldn't get enough. And I just found myself reading her books. And then I, mm. I kept getting this nudge. It was like, I, I knew you could do the training, but I was like, I've been in school for four years. I can't just stop. But it just, I, I it was this little voice and I was like, just do it. And I yeah. did it. And it's the best decision I could have made. That was kind of the long answer, but yeah, no, no. I mean, I I love it, and and I love that it started out with that four week, um, yeah, workshop. Which four weeks is a long time. It it was no television, no cell phone, no computer. It was yeah, but it was it it was like I reset, and it was yeah, really yeah. good. I can imagine. That's yeah. That's so. When was that? What what was that in the two thousand? Two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay. So like five years ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is a big deal without the cell phone for four weeks, <laughs> because by 2018, you know, we were all pretty much addicted <laughs> by then. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, it was really, it's what I needed. And it, it was unexpected kind of, I just, I, you know, LA wasn't really good for me and it was yeah. really stressful. Southern California is really not my, my speed. I like Northern yeah. a little bit. So it was... In restaurants, it was different too, because it was mm -hmm. like, I was used to foodies and winos and everything else in LA. It was, you know, when am I going to get my next audition? And it just, it wasn't the same. So it was like, yeah. my, so anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Did so you work with Dolores directly? I wish, because she passed away in 2014. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yep. So I, I kind of, I missed out on that. She, she, I had my own QHHC sessions. She came through at the end, which was pretty amazing for me and really meaningful. So in a way I have met her, but not in physical yeah. form. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, you know what? So, so let's get into the meat of all of this. That is so mm -hmm. fascinating and yeah, let's talk about the quantum hip healing hypnosis. So what 
what does it mean for the person that this is the first time they're hearing about it? What does it mean and why does it mean anything to them? You know, I, 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 I think the thing that I always start with is the fact that we, you know, we have the preconceived ideas of what hypnosis is with the clucking chickens on the stage and people being embarrassed out of their minds. And it's really unfortunate because even when I was first thinking of doing this, I was, that's all I could think about. And it, and you know, the guys with the swinging watches and all that, and all the stereotypes and skepticism that comes along with it. And the, the really unfortunate part is, is, hypnosis is so powerful and this type of work is so powerful in that we, it makes, you know, our current medical field and understandings of the body and everything else, it kind of blows it out of the water. And I think we're at a time where people are looking for something different that, you know, we can only go so far with the knowledge that we work with right now. Yeah. And the matter of the fact is that hypnosis and the quantum healing hypnosis, it, it's not just about past lives. It's very intentional in that the past lives that you experience are, I guess, specially picked by your spiritual team, your higher self in order to help you in the present. And yeah. that includes, you know, physical symptoms. Also, we do carry traumas from past lives that we obviously aren't aware of. Yeah. And so it is a type of it's not really a therapy in the classical sense. And I, I hesitate to use the word, but it really, it is. And what would maybe take a, a lifetime to heal through medications or maybe not can be healed in like three hours. So yeah. it's just in that alone, the physical healing that's possible is what's draws a lot of people in. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can relate. I can relate to that just with my own experience with clients doing the mediumship readings and, mm -hmm. and the healing that takes place in that those sessions that is, you know, not so much physical, but really emotional and mental. And maybe somebody came through with this massive apology and, and this person in front of me finally feels seen and heard and, understood and understands better and they you know i've heard so many times you know do you take insurance because this has done more for me than the last 10 years of in, of therapy so i i can absolutely relate to that and i absolutely believe that yeah yeah so so talk a little bit more about the process i, I want to say first though i love that you said that you include the team the guides, the guardians, the high self, the soul, you know, for the specific specific purposes of what ails us now, you know, and I, and I say that specifically because I have had, I've been through a lot of past life regression. I've been through, I went through probably 12 or more years of hypnosis from oh. 2000, 2001 to about 2013 or 14. Mm -hmm. And so I experienced a lot of it, but a lot of it, I was I wasn't sure if I was just making it up. And a lot of it, I, I was also questioning the therapist. Okay, so now that I have this information, what do I do with it? What does it mean to me? And 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 if the purpose of this is for knowledge and growth and healing and expansion, what do I do with it? It, it didn't mean anything to me in the moment, you know? So right. that's my point. I love that, that you're really tapping into what's happening in the now and and there's a reason 
and we're going to find that reason. And I love that. Right. I've seen, I've seen so many people who, you know, like you've gone to regressionists, but it's not, you know, the whole thing is about setting the intention. It's like, what, mm -hmm. you know, what do I need to know? And I mean, and it has been revealed to me that, you know, even though you might have seen these type of regressionists that really don't put any value or meaning behind it, you still see what you need to see. It's just that there isn't anyone there to really guide you, which is or to understand it in a way. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a process that's intentional. And I think that's, what's so important. And, you know, there's, there are sometimes people that will come to see that, you know, are curious or, you know, they've been told that they were a Pharaoh or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Amelia Earhart, but I know, you know how so many, how many people can be <laughs> Cleopatra? <laughs> Well, that's a whole other story because I it know, is and, and I think it's absolutely possible given the unlimited universes, yeah, <laughs> and timelines. Um, but yeah, but I, I forgot what I was saying. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Oh, it's totally okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You uh, said people were being told they were a pharaoh or they were Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because there's sometimes there's all these curiosities and people are supposed to come with questions as part of the process, and sometimes they get to their higher self, and the higher self is like, oh no, you know this, you know, that's okay. She can do that on her own time, but we're going to talk about this now. So even if you have questions about love life, career, whatever else the questions might not even be used because the higher self is like, Nope, uh, we're going to focus on, you know, so it's, that's the cool process because I think with traditional regression where you don't go deeper and you communicate with higher self and spirit team, you know, you might see a lifetime, but there might be a deeper message that, you know, even as a practitioner, sometimes in lifetimes, it doesn't make sense until, the higher self and we ask you know why did why did you show this her her this lifetime and sometimes it's really mind-blowing and yeah. it's so i think it's it's important to point out like you said with you know even though we're practitioners and we're the guides and everything everything that happens all the healing and everything comes from the spirit team and the higher self so it's we're just here as <laughs> the tour guide kind of so basically what you're saying is there is an intelligence to spirit that supersedes our own like wants and, and our what we think we need in the moment. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, the beauty of it is that it, the higher self is ourself. Yeah. It's that, you know, overarching all knowing aspect of ourselves. So it, it is ourself, which uh, oh, I always think is really important to point out, you know, yeah. when healing comes through is you're doing the healing for totally. yourself. It's a different aspect of you. 100%. It's not me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about the process then. So what is, what is, what, what does one expect? You know, that's, I, I hesitate um, because it, the best thing is to expect the unexpected, awesome. particularly, I mean, Dolores was practicing at a time, obviously she was the innovator and no one was doing it when she first doing it and this was doing it in the sixties. And the thing to remember, especially with her work, is that people were at a different level of vibration and frequency and consciousness. So, for example, they usually always went to a lifetime. They always, you know, a lot of times people wouldn't remember anything about the session, um, which is why she recorded it for people to hear. And there's also 
other reasons, including healing aspects that come through listening to your recordings. But now it's not, you know, there's some people, it's, we're at a different time. So sometimes the lifetimes happen, sometimes they don't. Sometimes people go into energy, they go into, you know, source they might discover i've had a client that was peace incarnate and she was just energy was where she went i've had one person go into the future which actually was my mom oh wow unexpected and incredible because my mom verified a lot of the things that have come through dolores's books and was using terminology that she didn't even know was a thing so It's the funny thing is that, you know, we call it past lifetimes, but everything's happening right now. So, you know, that is always, I always in sessions, make sure that people know that, you know, if you're not in the 1800s and you're somewhere else, that's okay. It's totally okay. I mean, just go with it and trust it. I wasn't shown a lifetime. So you weren't, I wasn't. Which in, in actuality, you know, they said that I was, you know, I understand energy more than I under, would understand seeing a lifetime. They also said, you know, he thinks too much. So he, and that's true. If I saw a lifetime, I would probably overthink it and overanalyze it. So it was more, I was just floating through space and there's colors and yeah. So wow. the unexpected is the way to go in. And sometimes you'll be a rock, sometimes totally. you're a tree, you might be a planet. I mean... Anything's possible. Have you had people go to that place of life between lives? I have. I have. I, I typically, I mean, I get nudges when I'm doing the work that I do in terms of where I need to take them. And initially, you know, the higher self and spirit teams would have full control. But then I, I kind of follow my gut. So I feel like that there's times when people have particular questions that they need to kind of explore the afterlife so typically in a lifetime you know they'll go through we'll go through the death look back and then there's always the moment when you ask is there anyone there to greet you Um, typically it's people from your that lifetime or possibly it could be kind of your soul family that comes to take you into the light and sometimes it just happens naturally where they go into the light and then they start looking around and whether it be there's a resting place or going back to school yeah all the things that Dolores talked about in her books, it it's com- it's confirmed. And sometimes it's the funny thing is, is it happens a lot with people who wouldn't like I, I had a client who went there and saw himself sitting down and sharing his life with all the other people he was in a lifetime with. And he described it as like looking at a tablet screen and it was fast forward and you could see their whole lifetime. And he, he, he just kind of did it because his wife had an amazing experience with me and he, she said, you need to do this. And so he had no idea <laughs> Wow. what it, and it was mind blowing for me. Cause it was the first time I had actually had someone there doing a life review with their soul family. So it was, it was incredible. And when he came out of it, he remembered parts of it and it was like, what was that? <laughs> so that's so awesome. Yeah, it, it's, I just, it's so incredible. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I did it, I almost started crying because it was just like, I, I've just been communicating with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a crier. I'd have been crying the whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in the moment, in the moment when I'm with clients, I'm, I'm very, it's, okay, this is point A, this is point B, this is what we need to do. 
And then when I get out of it, it's like, just sometimes it's like, so mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Like mm -hmm. just talking to an ET. <laughs> so, yeah. Can anybody be hypnotized? I know there's so yep. many people that say I could never do it. I might, I, I, you know, I'm, I think too much or my brain doesn't shut off or. I mean, 99.99999% of people can be granted. If you're a very logical, rational person, it is a little bit more challenging, but the thing to think about is that we're hypnotized most of the day, every day, whether it be listening to a podcast or, watching television or Ugh. watching a movie or your phone or driving and we miss a turn. I mean, the, it, so true. We, we have the term for hypnosis, but yeah. we just associate it with the chickens clucking on the stage. But we forget that we spend a lot of our days, even like reading a book or doing a piece of artwork or listening to music. It's a form of hypnosis. So, yeah. you know, just, and even meditation as a form of hypnosis, we just don't see it like that. So I think that, you know, it's just important to understand that we, everyone can be hypnotized. Everyone, you know, has watched a television show or something else. And there's a reason why commercials work so well. It's because you're in a highly suggestive state. So it's, it's all about perspective, really. Yeah. The, the, uh, Oh my gosh, there's just so many directions to go with this. So with, okay, there's past life regression and then there's mm -hmm. future life. Is it progression? Is that what it's yes. called? Future life progression. Yeah. And then there's connecting with the soul, the spirit, the God, the source, the universe. Okay, so do you, you don't know where it's going to go at the beginning. You get them in that place of hypnosis and, and, and do you ask questions or how, how I mean, does... It's a deep relaxation to begin with. And then there's a technique in just terms of kind of having people relax and get into that state. There's a lot of visualization, but there's a moment where, I mean, Dolores' technique uses the cloud method where you have someone come up, come down off of a cloud that they've been traveling on for a while. And then, you know, sometimes people are right there in a life. Sometimes it takes a while which is kind of that time when you have to, as a practitioner, we have to kind of work people through it because that's when your ego becomes the most active. Like I'm not seeing anything. This isn't mm -hmm. working with doing so. And so it's, it takes, sometimes it can take time and yeah. it's just, it's more of a matter of actually kind of wearing someone out. <laughs> yeah. Not someone, but actually their egos out because the ego is a conscious aspect of ourselves. that is separate from us that does have a purpose and is there to constantly challenge us, us and gets great satisfaction out of making us question ourselves. Can and you, it, it's, mm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can, can you tell us the purpose of the ego from your perspective? The funny thing is, is this actually it's it's Suzanne Spooner, who is a level three practitioner that is, you know, one of the most experienced and she did a session and it's actually, I think, online on her YouTube where she's trying to get a client to let go, you know, communicate with the ego to say, you know, you can step aside and watch. And she had the ego actually respond to her and say, thank you so much for acknowledging us, you know we get the bad rap so much, so much of the time. And, you know, people, and you know, don't realize that we have our own purpose and we're here to challenge and we're here to make people question. 
you know, our ultimate goal is for people to have faith in themselves and to trust wow. themselves. But wow, yeah, you know, we have a lot of fun making people question themselves, which I thought was so powerful to know that that chatter that we get in our head all the time, it really isn't us. <laughs> I do it too. But so just know, but knowing that that's not us, it's like something trying to challenge us on purpose is so powerful that that's not our own, you know, right. we actually completely loving, completely trusting beings, but we have this part of our earth contract where we have to have this annoying ego to question us all the time or make right. ourselves ourselves. So, sure, sure. So that's, I think that helps clients a lot to know that that chatter isn't them because you just have to make the agreement, you know, give me this two hours today. You can watch, but just let me have this time with yeah. my higher self. Yeah. And just kind of visualizing that. And it, for a lot of people that helps, it's like, I'm just going to be here. Egos over there. And I'm just going to have this time getting in touch with my spiritual team. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's beautiful. It's given me an entirely new outlook <laughs> moving forward. I mean, seriously, with my own yeah. readings, with my own meditation, with, with right. my own, you know, problems, you know, in life and yeah. struggles and yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it, the thing that was really powerful too about it is that they said, you know, it has, it, you have to be respectful. Like, yeah, they get that. They said we get the bad rap, but you know, we have a purpose. We're here to help you. Even though you get frustrated with yourself, it's our, it's our mission. But if you try to push us down, like pushing someone's head underwater, we're going to come back full force. So it's, you know, making that agreement and, and being respectful, saying, I recognize your mission. I recognize your purpose and your function, but I just need this time. Yeah. Just a little time. It's like, it's like trying to, <laughs> trying to push a beach ball underwater. Right. It's just That's not exactly going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great recording. It's definitely worth a listen to just because it's, it validates we're here. Very cool. We give you our time and that's our job. Wow. Thank you for that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so talk a little bit about, would you give us some examples that the listeners, the viewers can relate to when, when one does go into a past life, mm -hmm. something that they need to see in their best and highest good in that moment for whatever is happening in life. Now, let's say their, their current pattern for the last 40 years, is their relationship with money or their relationship with alcohol or their relation or relationships in general, you know, like they just, maybe they've been divorced, you know, four or five or eight times. And, you know, so, or, or a health issue, maybe they've been, you know, chronically ill for their mm -hmm. whole lives. So with some examples that people can relate to, what have you experienced with your clients? I think one of the most powerful thing for people in general, and it's, it was, it was powerful for me as well, is I, I see a lot of people that come in and they, they use the term black sheep. Uh, like, why was I, why did I choose this family? Like my dad was an, is an alcoholic. My mother was abusive. My uncle was a drug addict and blah, 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 blah. Like why? And this is coming from more of the perspective of, 
you know, we do choose our life experience. We do set it out like a play where the director, the screenwriter, the actor, why would I write a story that's so horrible and so terrible? And I, I had a client who she was clinically diagnosed with major depressive disorder. But when I, I, I saw her in her home and like when I walked into the room, she had this presence and a smile that was just like radiating pure love. Yeah. To know that she was struggling with major depressive disorder and was on medications, just I, I was so confused because she smiled and it just went into your soul, into your heart. And but the more that I talked about her, she she grew up in a family where it was a very similar scenario and what I just described, where it was just she felt like no one in her family understood her because she was this loving just joyful child that wanted to give the world to everyone and her family thought you know always like batted her down or like pushed her down but then even in school it was the same thing where she would try to relate to people and was so friendly and so giving and so joyful all the time and never in a bad place and people just thought she was weird and so she just after so many times of being rejected and people questioning her like what do you want from me why are you giving me this she kind of lost hope yeah. and she was like, so she really didn't understand. So, you know, she was diagnosed clinically depressed, but you know, there was that aspect of herself that I saw when I walked in that it was just like, how? And so, you know, the funny thing is I can't remember the specific lifetime she saw. I mean, she also was, she was incredibly sensitive. She could see spirits. She had extraterrestrial contact. <laughs> <laughs> all these things had happened. And so the funny thing was, is that her questions were centered around her abilities and her experiences and memories growing up in terms of the ETs and everything else. And so she was shown a lifetime that I think it was, she was, she had abilities and she was killed in some form, which is actually a common (laughs) lifetime, unfortunately. You mean spiritual abilities? Is that what you mean? Spiritual abilities. So, you know, burned at the stake or drowned or whatever else. I'm not trying to minimize that. It's just a lot of us here now. <laughs> <Been there laughs> <done that. laughs> so I'm talking about things that people can relate to. Yeah. A lot of us now here in this life have gone through that. So that's something we all can share. But I started asking questions about the extraterrestrials and seeing spirits and I herself, this was a case of, uh-uh, no, you know, I asked about the ETs and I was really excited because this was the first time I could ask a question like that. And they said, yeah, it happened. And that was it. And they said, she needs to focus on this right now. And so the, what the reveal was is that sometimes we choose or people choose and this, and in her case, she chose the family because they needed her, that they needed her light. They needed her love. They needed her joy. And it wasn't because she was like torturing herself and it wasn't because she was being punished. It's because she was the incarnation of love incarnate and she was there to teach them and show them what that means. But the point was, is that the higher self said, you have to remember that everyone has free will. Everyone has a choice. And if you are a loving person that doesn't receive it back, and people don't understand you, that that's their choice. They have the choice whether they're going to accept it 
they have the choice whether to grow from it and that and so i think it's powerful for everybody because it's like you have those relationships or you have those connections with people where you do everything you can do to show them love or whatever else or forgiveness and they just don't get it mm-hmm. and that yourself is like that's okay yeah. that's their path and they said you need to continue what you do and you need to continue who you are and even if you don't see ways in which you've touched people's lives throughout your life they might come back to that three years later and remember that girl that was I went to high school with that was really weird and she was so joyful all the time and I wish I could I wish I knew what she was doing right now so they you know they said even though we don't know how we impact people's lives we just have to keep doing what we do because that's why we're here and so wow it was really powerful and it was powerful for her because it was like it, it took away all the we're the product of our family or you know and it it, it obliterated the depression you know <laughs> we got to the healing part and i was like does does she really need her medications and they said absolutely not it's like what she needed to know is that she's love and she's light and she's here for a purpose and she's here to spread that and she can't she can't let herself be brought down because people don't choose not to accept that right so yeah (laughs) wow because it applies in so many ways because there's so many people that feel like i just i'm nothing like my family oh my gosh totally yeah yeah i i mean i'm one of them you know my partner's one of them (laughs) i mean so many people of thine that i know are are one of them one of us it's it's so it's so true yeah and it even i mean i'll kind of segue into another one because I, I had a client, she was in her 70s, and she had Lyme disease, almost lifelong, which with autoimmune disorders that attack your body is, from the spiritual side, is that you've internalized a lot of negativity and that, you know, you've internalized a lot of criticism from other people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why autoimmune disease come to the forefront, and it's because those people need to release that. So she had a really, she had an adoptive mother. She grew up with an adoptive mother, but she always felt the sense of guilt because she felt like her mother was her mother, her, her adoptive mother. And, but then she always had this lingering, like, why wasn't I wanted? Why didn't my birth mother want me? What happened? What's wrong with me? All the things that go along with that. Her herself revealed that, and this was, I think this is a universal, powerful thing too, is that, you know, we have the same blood is thicker than water, but through this, I've learned spirits thicker than blood in that she had chosen her adoptive mother as her mother, but her mother's physical body couldn't accept it. They wouldn't be able to go through the birth. So what happened is that they, she came through her biological mother and found her way through her biological mother just pretty much. And she went actually into a life, this lifetime and saw herself sitting on the front yard, playing with her dolly. She was talking like she was five years old and seeing, saying, yeah, my mommy's getting me to this lady and I don't know why and all this different stuff. And then her dollies didn't have clothes on. It was, it was incredible, just the detail, but it was to show her. And this, I, I've come across this so much that 
we put too much emphasis on our biological families and that there, you know, this goes along with the black sheep that when we say, you know, our chosen family, even mm -hmm. though that's by biology, there can be ways in which, and there is, that we are soul families, even if it's not a matter of biology and totally. genetics. You know, so, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a, wow. I think that was another. That gave me chills. I mean, that, that yeah. just like, you know, I was going to ask you what kind of, yeah, being evidential mediums, I was going to ask you what kind of evidence supports this work, right? Or, or where, 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 what it looks like. And, and what, and, but just that, that in itself is just like, wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, I mean, from a personal standpoint, there's always an aspect of what the beautiful thing about this work is that, you know, higher selves, spirit teams send people to particular practitioners for a reason that 100%. it's not. So it's not random. It's not, you just find someone on the internet and connect with them. There is a deeper reason and meaning. Yeah. And I can completely hundred percent validate that because there are so many, you know, even if it's the smallest minuscule thing, like I come across a lot of people who they need to write and they don't write and the higher self is always telling them just write, which <laughs> I connect with. So it's almost always a slap in the face. Like, are you paying attention? You know, there's more, there's always so much more to it. Isn't so the truth. even growing up, you know, there's, I always felt like the black sheep. I mean, I had a loving, supportive family, but, you know, growing up, I had abilities and I didn't really feel like I fit in anywhere. And it just was so confusing to me. And so everything that I experience, even the sessions is therapeutic for me. It's not just <laughs> yeah. about a client. Yeah. They're, they're mirrors for ourselves mm -hmm. in, which, one, in one way, shape or form. Which everybody is. I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So do you find that has anybody gone to the place where like pre-birth planning happens, like where, where we are planning this incarnation that we're in now. And, and these are the yeah. challenges that we're planning and the, you know, the, the, the fate that we are fated to, you know, the family that we don't choose or, you know, while we're here anyway, but yeah, what's uh, that like? That's kind of a, it's a delicate area. I mean, sometimes, usually when that happens, the information that is shared and what they're shown, because the higher self is always in control. Yeah. And there is the law of non-interference. So they can't reveal things to a person or a client that would interfere with their life plan. So in the in circumstances where they you know, it is, it seems appropriate to go back because a lot of times when people see themselves as a baby, that's usually an indication, okay, we need to back up a little bit. There will be information given, but it won't be the whole picture because obviously if we knew oh, good <laughs> we were gonna with, what was going to happen, what we we're going to do. And the biggest no, no is when we're going to die. That's not ever something that's revealed period. But it, if that happens, it, there's, there's a reason. Sometimes it's a matter of times I've had it. The one specific time I had it was a, a girl who she had this attraction repulsion that she couldn't explain with someone. Say that one more time. Just, she had, she had what? Attraction repulsion. Like it was this person that like they, when they were apart, they couldn't, they couldn't oh. stop thinking about each other. But then when they were together, they couldn't stop stand fighting. <laughs> yeah. And okay. It, it consumed her life. So 
I mean, she was given a small glimpse into it and she was also shown a really powerful lifetime that it kind of supported the fact that they were sold. Like the higher self doesn't like the terms twin flame or any of that, but it was someone that she's had several lifetimes with, but in this lifetime, they were never supposed to meet. And that's why that they have this attraction repulsion is the part of their life plan was they were not going to meet in this lifetime. And so this was when I was just starting out and I said, well, how does that work? <laughs> because right. if we plan out our life and they weren't supposed to meet, but they met and everything happens for a reason. And the funny thing was, is that the higher self, I mean, she, she smiled, but it, I, it's the higher self that was kind of like smiling and smirking. And they just said, sometimes things happen. It's like the movie, The Adjustment Bureau. <laughs> you, did you see that movie? I didn't. It's like, you know, the, the, the Matt Damon meets this gal that he is like beyond smitten with. Yeah. And the angels, the guides are trying to get keep them separated because they weren't supposed to meet in this lifetime. And their future kept changing every time they met and they kept trying to adjust the timeline and get them separated. Oh, it was fascinating. And I absolutely think that that's very yeah. realistic in, in what we are experiencing in life. I mean, the, I, I get it now at the time I didn't, but I get it that we do still have free will. We do have decisions to make and just by virtue of all, every single decision each of them made, their lives crossed so obviously they felt that attraction they felt the but then <laughs> she had just actually when she saw me just came back they were going to take a whirlwind trip of the united states and a bus together for six months and they lasted a week <laughs> oh <laughs> and they were like no not gonna do it <laughs> wow but it was powerful for her because it was an obsession of hers. Like she felt like she couldn't move forward in her life. So that's, you know, they, that's why it was necessary for her to know that this was the case about their life plan because they, she had other things to do and she had, she had a purpose and she had a lesson. And just because this happened, it was kind of like what you described. They, they needed to kind of put that to bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, this is all so fascinating. So with the, your experience with all of these sessions and your own sessions personally, and what, what do you, from your perspective, what is the purpose of life? You know, it's, I'm, I'm using a cheat sheet from the higher self. It's always about, we're here to help each other. I agree. That's and it, it's, it's, that's the universal life purpose for all of us is that we're here to help each other. And the only things that really matter are love or forgiveness. It's pretty simple. We're so much better together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, doing this type of work, it just, it makes, it's a new perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's, and I, I know that it's so hard. I mean, I think there's an aspect to, to the work that I'm doing that it's so hard to, you know, 
live day-to-day life and then, you know, talk to the Galactic Council and then, you know, <laughs> do laundry. And it's it's hard to maintain that balance, which I'm sure you can connect with, with, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship. It's just, it's hard to do that. And knowing, but in, you know, in the moment of things going really not well in everyday life or things being a problem, it's, it's easy it's easy to get frustrated. I do sometimes when it's like, okay, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, I mean, even getting back to kind of the physical ailments, like accidents are never accidents. It's your, you know, higher self and spirit team trying to get your attention. Like I had a fall a couple a month ago and I was just like, and it was very similar to one that I had had a couple of years ago that I asked about in my session, they said, yeah, we did that. So now I'm just like, well, what's the message? <laughs> and it's so much easier. I think it's so much easier, not, it's harder to analyze yourself or not analyze, but, you know, understand what's going on around yourself than it is with other people. So it's, yeah, it's challenging, but I've always been asking questions. So it's good that I at least have some answers a little bit. Totally all of this is so fascinating. There's just like, okay, so let's, I want to touch briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, we've been talking for 50 minutes already. This is, this, I just want to keep, I want to keep talking about this. Yeah. You touched briefly on ETs, mm-hmm. uh, galactic council. So where I get, what am I, what am I asking? We see them. We can see them in the sky. Some people see them in the sky, right? Some people have seen them, you know, with their own eyes on the street or wherever. So they're actually in this world, in our 3D world, as we experience it. But then it sounds like you're talking to them spiritually as well. So where are they? In both places? There's like millions of civilizations so it's kind of it's hard to you know generalize the no i mean the it's there are physical yeah this is a big topic i'm trying to keep keep it (laughs) i mean part of why there's you know sightings are starting to go up i mean there is a lot more activity going on now for you know various reasons of why there is this interaction that's becoming more frequent it's also been explained to me part of it is that because our consciousness is raising our vibration and frequency is raising that we're able to see more that we hadn't been able to see previously which also applies to kind of like crop circles that oh, yeah. a lot of crop circles that are appearing actually have been there all along it's just that we weren't at a particular frequency and vibration to be able to see them so Ooh. There is a lot going on that's just because we, our vibration, frequency, and awareness is increasing. So we are seeing a lot that's already been there the whole time. We just couldn't see it before. There are, you know, the ETs that do, I mean, 3D is really painful. So, <laughs> and a lot of ETs don't like coming here because they do in one shape or another have to, you know, take on a physical body and it's extremely dense, extremely miserable. And so if it's, if it happens, it's for (laughs) a good reason. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are cases where there are ships that they, you know, 
they're in a, an environment which is not 3D that helps to, you know, so that they don't have to experience the physical 3D reality. But again, we're also rising in vibration and frequency. So I don't know it for a fact, but I, I kind of would assume that it's easier to be here than it was before. Mm. The funny thing is, is that, you know, we, in the hypnosis, it's called higher self, but everything is one on the other side. Yeah. So there really isn't a distinction. I mean, there are different levels of knowledge. So sometimes I might have questions for spirit teams or it could be a spirit guide that I'm communicating with and I'll have a question they won't know the answer. And I'll go and say, and this is part of what everyone does is, is there someone there who could be able to answer that question? Can you and get your, say, can you get the manager? <laughs> it's exactly like that. <clears throat> it's exactly like that. It might be, I don't have access to that information. Even in my session, I had like ETs come through when I, it, it was like I had my higher self and then like an ET group came through and then Dolores came through. So, but they were all aware of the conversations that had been going on. So it was, so th with the ETs coming through some, you know, sometimes that's our guide. And, and mm -hmm. I even had a client <laughs> who she had this incredible, she was going through all these different dimensions, up, you know, 99 dimensions. And she saw a dragon on the 16th dimension. And then she got to this, another dimension where there's all these birds and the birds were teaching her how to sing and it was like one of the most random hypnosis I had, but it, it turned out that she, her, she actually is a blue avian. Oh, blue avian species, extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial. And yeah. And she, and it was really, it was awesome because when she started speaking as one of them, she was like doing all the stuff with her mouth and it was because she was that it was the being was saying this is so weird speaking without a beak yeah because she's doing this weird thing and but the thing that was really interesting to me is i would ask questions and they almost communicated with me like they knew me and said things like you know this already we don't have to i mean they were joking with me so it was really it was kind of a, a different <laughs> oh, type of hip wow um but i got the sense that i mean i felt like i was joking with my family is what it really felt like because I would ask yeah. some questions and they'd be like, uh, you don't have to ask this. You already know this. And and I, but then I was like, yeah, I kind of have to ask it because she's going to be listening to this question, this recording. But again, it's all about what you need to see and what you need to know. And there's, there was reasons why she needed to, I mean, she, she travels interdimensionally, which is coming up more frequently with people being multi-dimensional beings. So it's, those are different Definitely not a lifetime picking potatoes. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a UFO or anything with your physical eyes? I have once. I I did have an experience that was confirmed when I was a kid. I wasn't given too much information about it because it was something that I was always not sure if it was a dream or real, and it was confirmed it did happen, but I supposedly work with extraterrestrials in another form which is kind of weird to say so yeah there was a reason why like my family got stuck in las vegas near area 51 when i was a kid yeah there's a long story short hypnosis can reveal a lot about <laughs> wow yeah yeah no yeah 
it feels weird to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, my experience with spirit over the last 20 years is like nothing surprises me anymore. And there, there are no black and whites and there's so much that we can't fathomly wrap this human brain around. There's so much out there. There's so much connection. I mean, we are one together here on this mm -hmm. earth. We are one. Like you were saying in, in spirit, it's all one. There's a connectedness. Mm -hmm. And these experiences that we have while we're here, the challenges that we put ourselves through, that we like struggle with over and over and over. And, you know, we, we've heard so many times, you know, once you learn the lesson, you know, you, you, you don't have to experience it again, but then there are so many of those lessons that we continue over and over and over. And, and when we are open and receptive to each other and this possibility that there is more available to us, that we are better together. We can help each other and lift each other and, and raise each other and inspire each other. So yeah, it's, I, I love, you know, a lot of this sounds super woo woo to a lot of people. Mm. And it's like, I love the woo. There's just so much out there and so much yeah. unexplained happenings, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I it's just a, the biggest thing is that we were supposed to be doing this work right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it isn't supposed to be woo woo. I mean, there's reason why this information is coming to light, and there totally. is reason why people are being called to like get you know do regressions or mm -hmm. you know, seek mediumship or whatever else because we're we're at this crucial time where not only we're we supposed to be doing the work, but we're supposed to be remembering and releasing traumas from past lives. And I mean, that's a whole other topic in terms of we do, a lot of us here now have a collective trauma from Atlantis that we need to, you know, just knowing that and recognizing it releases the trauma. So it's 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 a critical time to be helping each other, but also to be becoming aware of our universal self and our infinite self and why we're here, what we're doing and all that, because Ultimately, we need to be leaving the wheel of karma and like doing this, this work helps us to release traumas and not continue on the cycle that it's universally galactically acknowledged that is kind of obsolete and we need to move on. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jason, this is, you're amazing. This is amazing. What a, what a brilliant topic. I mean, we could talk for, yeah. A forever for ages. There's so much to discuss. So I, I do hope you come back and you know, su something super spiritual goes live on Friday, which, okay. So everybody, I want everybody to know Jason did my video introduction. It is gorgeous. And he's amazing at that little side hustle of yours. So anybody that needs a video introduction, get a hold of Jason. <laughs> so, <laughs> my my other hat <laughs> yeah 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 so why don't you let everybody know where they can find you um mm -hmm. what you have going on my website's jason qhht.com qhht sessions you have to be done in person so i am in western colorado so if you're watching this and you're around there i'd love to meet with you i do offer online sessions in terms of i do one-on-one -on -one lighter 
hypnosis, not QHHT with past lives, meeting spirit guides, and also future life progression. Again, another whole other topic. And also I do a hybrid kind of using my abilities and tapping in. I'm also able to tap into past lives to reveal patterns that might be existing in your current lifetime, along with physical, like dissecting your physical ailments and understanding what those messages might be from your spirit team, which is powerful for people. It's, and then I do spiritual counseling too, natural progression. And I've, you know, I've learned a lot and I found that it just having conversations with people is really helpful. So definitely come visit my website, check me out. Definitely check out Jason, everybody. I, I want to experience one of your, your online group progression or whatever you just called it progression regression spirit guide work yeah yeah especially kevin and lewis healing medium and i have done some mixed sessions we i think we're going to have another one coming soon working with inner child and hypnosis and things fantastic definitely love kevin we love kevin to pieces yeah (laughs) (laughs) kevin found me <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being here yeah. with us. Uh, everybody, well, by the time th- this comes out, something super spiritual will have already been live. So be sure and catch catch the following week, something super spiritual every Friday, 4:30 p.m. And guys, like we were talking about earlier, be kind. Thanks. Be kind to everybody. We we don't know what anybody else is going through, what anybody else's kind of day is like. And yeah, just be kinder than necessary. And it comes and right for, back at you. Forgive, forgive yourself. That's the most important one. Totally. All right, everybody. We'll talk again real soon. Thanks right. again, Jason. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Thank you.